1: Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bosco Users Group Radio Programme on Community Radio 3CR, 8.55am digital live streaming, tune in, podcast, and a whole bunch of ways to listen to 3CR. Yarrabug Radio, we're a little show coming to you from Melbourne, Australia, and we're about cycling and related transport issues. My name's Chris, and I say thank you to Democracy Now for the last hour of Current Affairs, and the little intro I played was um, the original version of Cycling is Fun by Shona Knife from 1984, not the 1992 version that everyone's familiar with. Okay, we've got a studio guest today. Hello. Hi, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Do yeah, you want to introduce
2: yourself? Yes, so my name's Marie. Um, I'm originally from the Netherlands. I moved to Melbourne about two and a half years ago. And uh, yeah, loving Melbourne life. It's a beautiful city, beautiful weather, love it.
1: We've got a week of 30 coming up. It's going to be very sultry in Melbourne. I know, (laughs) it's going to be beautiful. Today we're going to be discussing the article that was in The Age uh, you uh, published, or I should say The Age published at the end of um, October. We'll go into that in a bit more detail. You've had a pretty interesting um, start to cycling. You, You started cycling... Almost straight away.
2: Yeah. When I, when I got to Melbourne. Yeah, I think because in the Netherlands it's such a big part of our culture, everyone cycles. Mm. Young, old, male, female, literally everyone. So I think most Dutch people, when they arrive in a different country, they'll just buy a bike and start cycling. So that's what I did as well. Um, but yeah, I did notice some differences. It took a while, because I wasn't really paying attention that much. I was just cycling along. And then I got a couple of comments from fellow cyclists and I was like, Oh, this is a bit odd like Ooh. going on here. And then I noticed that almost all cyclists
1: here are male. And then I was like, Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, sometimes I don't know, I don't even really see myself as an advocate as just someone who's interested in cycling and improving conditions. Sometimes you really take an, an out you know, someone from who's from the outside to give you a perspective on what's actually happening in your city and Something that um, really does bother me is how used to antagonistic riding experiences we get used to and how much we accept it. And it's not just the gendered thing. It's just like, you know, inappropriate or absent infrastructure. Um, And we should really be kind of pushing towards cycling as a means of transport, eight to 80. And if you think that, you know, your eight-year-old friend's daughter or your grandparents or something like that can't ride on the road it's really not fit for purpose no no that's completely true just not to get out into too much detail but how would you kind of compare Melbourne to where you grew up riding
2: oh yeah I think infrastructure for for bikes is just lacking here mm. like it's 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 not good I've cycled on roads where there's a bike path and then all of a sudden it just stops and you're like oh the bike pass gone now. What am I supposed to do now? Or there's no bike pass. A lot of bike paths are on roads along parked cars, which is really dangerous as well because people are not used to cyclists here. So they'll just open their door and, um, yeah, you'll just fall into traffic if you hit one of the, those doors. So, yeah, so
1: we've got to be kind of like a bit tough. Yeah, Yeah, um, it's kind of that extra thing of not only just knowing the road rules and staying upright and all the rest of it, you've got to be quite competitive. And I think that leads into probably some of the the perceptions and experiences that you've had, that we are a a bit rough and tumble.
2: Yeah, I think because it's so dangerous, it probably uh, deters a lot of females from cycling. And I also think that if I wasn't that confident about my cycling abilities, because it's just a part of my culture, I don't think I would have started to cycle in Melbourne if I wasn't already a cyclist, because mm. it's just not very inviting. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with a bit more about talking about riding in Melbourne.
2: Whether it's hip-hop blues reggae jazz opera roots curry or world music you're into 3cr's music menu is serving it up to you you're with music sans Frontières, music from around australia and around the world
0: good afternoon everybody and welcome to another edition of great voices you are listening to hip sister hop on 3cr 855 am music matters on 3cr 12 noon every friday
2: keep these diverse tunes on the air by subscribing to 3cr Call 9419-8377. The newspapers shout, a new style is
1: listening to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio and Community Radio 3CR and talking to our guest today Marie about her cycling experiences do you want to talk about like you know you you recently wrote an article for The Age and that that, that was on the like, 28th of October why you feel like you, you needed to write this
2: just really passionate about gender equality so I do a lot of volunteer work with Women's Melbourne Network and that's where I originally published the article as a blog and I think that was a good and sort of safe environment uh, to push out the article for the first time because I am always aware that if you write something critical in like the gender equality space you, yeah you might get a lot of backlash for it. But it was received very well, and so I thought, okay, I'm just gonna send it to the age and uh, see what happens. And then, yeah, it got a lot of attention. I think a lot of people could identify with the article and had similar experiences. Yeah, and for me, it was just a really good way to address um, the differences of cycling in the Netherlands as compared to here and the gendered nature of cycling here and how all of a sudden cycling can become a gendered issue whereas in the Netherlands it's not and for me that was really
1: interesting to see coming from a different country. I found the article just just hit a real chord with not only myself but a lot of my female friends and a lot of male friends who don't like Seeing bad behaviour, it's like, you know, why does you know, it's a, it's a antagonistic enough on Melbourne roads. Why do we have to bring these extra elements in? Or why do people feel they have to behave in certain ways? I mean, there's that aggression that our road environment promotes, but why this kind of a few more layers over the top of it, especially towards women?
2: Yeah, and I think um, that also has to do with the fact that in the Netherlands, cycling is a very diverse group of people that cycle, whereas here in Melbourne, you've got, well, at least what I see, like one group of sort of like the middle-aged men in Lycra that you see, which is like the main image of what a cyclist looks like here, so there's no diversity whatsoever. And then like me, I've got my bike with like flowers and it's not a sports bike. So I, I don't fit into that stereotype, and I think especially then, yeah, you're just more susceptible to, to yeah, nasty comments
1: again, with the article, I thought, you know, when I first started riding again back in the mid-90s and some of the bikes that I built at the time uh, were quite interesting. They were mechanically sound, but visually very spectacular. And, uh, yeah, vast majority of people kind of like, you know, it's just another thing on the road. Someone's using it to get dead. But, but there was there was um, really pointed comments of not just the fact that, you know, that's weird. It was a gendered thing. Yeah. You know, oh, a woman would do that.
2: Yeah. And it's
1: like, can you, you know, how do you unpack that?
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> It's almost as if cycling is supposed to be a very serious thing here, like you have to be you have to wear professional clothing, you have to have a really expensive bike, and it's like no, cycling can be a fun thing. it doesn't have to be a serious thing it's just uh, yeah an activity that everyone can engage with regardless of what clothes you wear or what type of bike you have
1: mm. and you had a particular issue with a particular gambling agency advertised that they did and you got in contact with them
2: yeah so what happened there is they posted an image of uh, the stereotypes of cycling men in Australia and um, it was supposed to be like a funny comical image but they only used male pronouns and use male imagery and I was just annoyed I was like come on like females also cycle and so I wrote a comment like oh too bad you didn't include females or something along those lines Mm -hmm. and um yeah before I knew it I got over 60 comments and they were very vile like they said oh maybe you should just go and kill yourself or if you're a practicing feminist you should practice birth control as well like
1: it was just horrible Sounds like you got an MRA swarm to me. Yeah, um, that, yeah there, there, there is extreme elements happening in social media, which I don't really want to touch on too much in this program, but that's no. just particularly vile. And to bring into another element that's happening concurrently is that whole Me Too campaign that started a long, actually several years ago in America that's actually got more clearance today with the Harvey Weinstein um, accusations and what things, you know, bad behavior, uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, basically celebrities behaving badly. And we're seeing these, we have, oh, again, I'm just kind of lost for words on a Monday morning, but we have kind of retrogressive governments, but progressive things happening at a social level. And I think, again, with this, this the, the elements that uh, we're seeing in cycling, um, just the simple thing of writing from A to B, the, these things crop up and they affect people of I'm just trying to go about my business and someone's making a value judgment about me and what I do.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And it's it's actually creating a negative thing of like I've, I've had the swearing. I've had female friends have had the swearing and things that, you know, again, I don't want to use that language on air this morning. Yeah. But it's not something you can easily brush off, especially you know, it's when it seems to be incredibly personal and it's just coming from a position of um, the other person, you know, when you have a think about for more than five seconds, is coming from a position of either they think uh, from a status perspective, they're better than you, or they're lacking a lot of self-esteem <laughs> to come out with something that's stupid.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's super important to keep speaking out about these issues. And yeah, I think all the backlash that I got on that post that just shows how much it actually is an issue Because, yeah, just stating something very simple as like, oh, let's be a bit more inclusive. That should not be a reason for for those kind of comments.
1: Mm. Because that's another interesting element with the criticisms. Like you're talking about the Facebook post with your particular gambling ad. These are completely normal people who make these remarks behind the safety of either the device or a keyboard. You know, they're, they're people who've got families and friends and all the rest of it. And there's this anonymity that comes at that it's like there's something really ugly going on here that, that they feel com- they, they've got some freedom to behave like idiots.
2: Yeah, but then there were also a lot of people that just tag their mates in the comments and yeah. say like, oh, check out this, this is gold. And, yeah, I was like, wow, are all these people, like, <laughs> in on this? Do they really think this is funny?
1: Because it's, yeah,
2: it's really not.
1: No, because, again, you see it's, you know, these pylons and social media and I think Facebook is some of the worst because I find Twitter a better platform because you can um, channel it out a bit better and tends to be a slightly more, I don't know, it's just my perception of a slightly more intelligent platform. Facebook, you know, you've got the ability to kind of People can sit there and tag their mates and they all start having a pile on. But again, those remarks, even if they are online and not when you're cycling, it doesn't make you feel too good about, like, yeah, I've just brought up something which I regard as a completely normal observation and you're getting this extreme toxic reaction.
2: Yeah, I think you have to have a lot of um, self-confidence in your cycling abilities when you start cycling as a female Melbourne because you're going to encounter... Yeah, men that are kind of comment on you like, oh, you're not supposed to cycle here, or get out of my way, and it's very easy to think, oh, am I doing something wrong? And so I think that's a real barrier to women. Um, yeah, that they not that they don't cycle here because they just it's hard to start with something if you don't have that confidence yet, and you're gonna encounter yeah nasty comments on the road.
1: So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute with a bit more of this conversation. It's a a damn good one too about how can we unpack these issues about, uh, you know, gendered perceptions about simply being able to ride your bike.
0: Dear listener, it's that time of year. We once again are selling two delicious wines, generously donated by local winemaking star and Three CR supporter Luke Lambert. At seventeen fifty, these wines are a super bargain, labelled especially for us, and they're even cheaper by the dozen or half dozen. Perfect as a gift or to fill a raised glass to toast Three CR at those summer festivities. Give us a call on 9419 8377 to order, or you can go to 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Ah! Wines are available for collection from 3CR up until December 22. Ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from them.
1: to Yarra Boswell User Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR, and we're going to talk about uh, the reaction you got to the article in The Age uh, about your cycling experiences in Melbourne. Can we talk a little bit about, you know, this got published in The Age on, was it, I'll give the title of it. Was it uh, Male Cyclists? What is your problem? Is that the correct? Yep. So you got a, you got a hell of a reaction to this.
2: Yeah, true. So, um, there were lots of comments on the article, both positive and negative, as to be expected. But I was actually surprised that there were more positive um, comments to the article than negative ones. So, I was actually quite happy. I felt like, yeah, people felt understood and they're like, yeah, this is my experience as well. So, yeah, I think it struck a chord with a a lot
1: of people. And I would say from um, my colleagues I had chat too, they were quite quite aghast. It was the, I haven't seen this, but I'm aghast that it's happening because, uh, you know, it's just basically really crap behaviour. It's, yeah. again, we were talking about earlier in the show, it's antagonistic enough, our writing environment here until environment, our infrastructure and the like, you know, some point in some utopian future catches up and it's not so antagonistic, but you've got this extra element. And, again, there was this thing of, it may not have happened to me, but and I may not have seen it, but I don't particularly like hearing about the fact this happened to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, true. And kind of can you um, talk a little bit about some of the reactions of people telling you stories or giving them the providing their anecdotes? Yes,
2: yeah, so I think a lot of people had so many stories about times where they've experienced nasty behaviour from other cyclists but also from cars and even cyclists and pedestrians on shared roads. I think that's, that. yeah, got a lot of comments as well. Um, yeah, a lot of people shared their personal stories,
1: yeah. And uh, what, it made them feel as if they weren't welcome or they didn't want to keep riding or they were gonna work through it?
2: Yeah, I think some people, they said like, I've just decided not to cycle anymore because it's just too dangerous and it's just not a fun activity. And I think, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of accidents that happen. It can be quite dangerous. So, yeah, I hope there's going to be a bit more bike path, safe bike paths in the future in Melbourne.
1: Yeah, and there was a kind of another thread that came out and that which was the opposite of what I said was I haven't seen it and I don't believe it.
0: Yeah. How do you tackle
1: that sort of thing? It's like well, do you believe in a court of law or if a crime's happened to someone but you weren't physically present or you don't know about it, it didn't happen. It's a very strange take from, you know, we live in a civil society where we have certain processes. That was like, that comes down to something else is going on there. And, you know, if someone comes out with an observation like that.
2: Yeah, I think that that comment was hard. So that was a comment by Meg that was also published in The Age, sort of like a response to the article that I wrote. And basically she said, like, look, I've been cycling for 40 years and I haven't experienced this, so you should just from now on stay left and just be friendly and you'll be fine. And, yeah, I thought that was not really helpful because I think, um, like, her experience, like, I'm really glad that she only had positive experiences. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's important to understand that not everyone has the same experiences in life and that does not mean – that then my experience or her experience is less valid. Like, we've both had our experience that are both equally important, I think. So, but I did really like the fact that she talked about like, that it's important to get more funding from government and, um, yeah, the article actually opened a lot of doors for me to be able to talk to people from government about cycling strategies. So, yeah, I'm really happy about that and I think that's very important as
1: well. Mm, because the, the step-off thing for me is when I was reading Megahern's Hearn's article last week of like, our know, male cyclists, thank you for your company, was, okay, good on you for writing it. Eh? Good on you for mentioning those extra things that need to happen to make cycling, you know, more um, accessible for people. But the, the the attacking your message, is thought, well, that helps nothing and nobody. Really, it's not helping women. It's not helping you. It's not helping men. It's just I it didn't happen to me, so it didn't happen. And it's like, well, that's yeah, it's kind of like missing missing the point.
2: Yeah, I think it was a bit missing the point and I thought the ending uh, of the article where she said that I should just stay left and be friendly to fellow cyclists was even sort of a bit harmful <laughs> in a way because it sort of like implies that I was doing something wrong and that's why I got those comments. Yeah, well...
1: This is, this is the thing right? I brought in that uh, anecdotal sort of thing of what's happening concurrently with stuff like people outing other people's bad behaviour. Yeah. Too long we've been, you know, be quiet, put up with it, keep your head down, yeah. um, don't create a fuss. And it's like, no, I actually feel like I'm being imposed upon. This is making my life miserable. It doesn't have to be like this and I'm going to speak up.
2: Yeah, and I think that should always be encouraged. So uh, yeah, I thought it was a bit disappointing that she was not encouraging in that um, regard. It would have been more interesting if she would have written about maybe something positive like these are the steps that you can take as just a random cyclist to advocate for more cycling funding in government Um, instead of like taking that angle of, um, yeah, not taking my article
1: seriously. Hmm. I just found that just really quite disheartening. But uh, coming back after, I'm just going to take a break. i come back. And where do we go from here? And what can people do in their daily activities? And kind of these things have to be worked upon. You don't get up one morning and go, I'm going to be the, you know, I'm going to have all this great infrastructure out there and I'm going to change my attitude. But what we can do back in a moment. United Struggle Project presents The Change Revolutionary Hip Hop Theatre Evolution to Revolution Join us for an interactive performance Taking audience on an epic journey Through the Collingwood Estate Underground Car Park Transformed into many worlds for you to explore Friday the 24th of November 7pm Or the Matinee Show at 3pm On Saturday November the 25th $10 $10 or $5 unwaged, no one turned away. Get your tickets now at Eventbrite or through our Facebook page. Hey all you mob, be a part of the change. This ain't a pill to will, as into apathy. Meet us on the front line and off to the embassy.
0: Burn. The Change is a 3CR supporter.
1: this is 3CR and you're listening to Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio. So we am going to go into a little bit about how positively we can move forward on this. What do you think?
2: I think we should get more separated bike paths.
1: <laughs> yeah they, we're a bit of a snail's pace here isn't it?
2: Yeah yeah I think uh, cycling on the road in between cars is far from ideal. That should not be a thing.
1: yeah because, again, there's this uh, Australian thing of we have big, spaced-out cities, very large, um, badly planned, historically, cities. And we don't have that compact thing that's happened in Europe because, you know, you've got the thing of population and density and all whole, you know, hundreds of years of history. And how can we kind of... Move towards a more inclusive, uh, relaxed riding environment in Australia is infrastructure, but it's putting that pressure on governments. Be it you know, local government does the best they can with the lo- you know, relatively re- um, limited resources they've got, but the big info, it's got to come from federal and state government, and that's something that you know. Ten years of this program, we've been discussing at great length. What, what, yeah, what did you see from like you know? your background of how things started off when you started riding, what was there?
2: Yeah, so basically in the Netherlands we do have really good infrastructure so it is very safe. In the Netherlands we don't wear helmets simply because it's not necessary because we we don't uh, encounter cars because we've got separated bike paths. But, like, obviously in Melbourne you need to wear a helmet, like, you, you really need to. Um yeah. Maybe they – this might already be out there, but maybe they could make a map with routes that are more quiet Mm. so you can choose maybe a longer route but one that's a bit more safe. That could be a way to get around that infrastructure problem.
1: Yeah, a lot of de-escalation because, uh, again, we're talking about a Melbourne perspective. We're a city of, what, 4 million people in the middle of a population boom and I've been here for almost 30 years and I'm seeing things on – suburban streets that i've known for a long time that i've never seen traffic volumes like this so there's got to be another way of thinking and de-escalation of well if again you're talking about the helmet thing which is a very you know it's one of those kind of like um it's like a sparkler yeah a whole bunch of you know a whole packet of sparklers going off at the same time whenever you mention it Uh, um (laughs) um how do we de-escalate? And I think that's another way of looking at it, that we find those quiet streets, we, um, and also, if possible, those back ways of going about a thing. But also, sometimes the, the best way to get somewhere is for me to be, Now, how do we um, be able to ride on some of those main roads without feeling all that aggression and, and antagonism towards us, and plus all those extra trucks and... Yeah. Yeah, so what's some of the, just quickly, some of the stuff that you used to see in the Netherlands?
2: Um, Yeah, so in the Netherlands, you rarely see any aggression towards cyclists, I think, because it's such a diverse group that is cycling. So you'll have really old people, really young people, and you've got respect for everyone on the cycle path, simply because you know that not everyone has the same ability to go as fast or be as responsive to other people on the road mm-hmm. so it's just there's a, a culture of respect I would say towards cyclists so that's something that we should aim for here as well.
1: Mm. And in summing up you say that uh, in your daily activities what's a simple thing or <laughs> relatively simple thing that everybody can do when they get out there and ride Yeah, you know, when you're just simply um, trying to get from A to B?
2: Yeah, so I think my biggest advice is don't be afraid to take up space in a cycling lane. So when there's parked cars on a cycling lane, please just don't feel bad for like cycling a bit more to the right side of the bike path because doors are going to open. That happens all the time. And so, yeah, your own safety should always be your first priority, even if that means that someone behind you, can't go as fast
1: and you're looking at writing any more articles or you that's it for now or maybe maybe, maybe. maybe. leave the door open <laughs> yeah <laughs> see what life brings it's excellent well thank you for your time today marie thanks so much for having me
0: the streets are yours.
2: every day i make my way
1: And that's all I've got time for today on Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio. Thank you so much, Marie, for coming in today and discussing her article. Just a quick bit of news and events before I'm out of here. Wednesday, 22nd of November, there's going to be a get-together for friends of Paul Farron to wax lyrical about the passing of Paul's one of... uh Oh, probably Australia's best known bicycle collectors and historians and that's going to be at Wednesday 22nd of uh, November 5.15pm at the Terrace that's the tea rooms on Royal Botanical Gardens enter via Gate A and uh, that's from the obligatory that are found in The Age on the 13th of October you might know uh, Paul and Charlie Farron from the uh, Farron collection so that'd be lovely if you can get along to that Also, it's something to keep in mind. We've got dot watching is back on for people who love watching endurance cycling. We've got the uh, Sydney to Melbourne 1200 on at the moment. But if you go to audax.org.au forward slash tracker and you can watch them come down the eastern seaboard, um, we all love dot watching. Also, another thing tomorrow night if you're into the endurance cycling or watching, Insight on SBS has a thing on endurance cycling. And uh, I do believe that Sarah Hammond, yep, Pack, and lots of other things that Sarah's done is going to be on that program. Uh, But if you want to find out more news and events, Go to yarrabug.org forward slash events or go to our Facebook page. That's Yarra Bicycle Users Group on uh, 3CR on Facebook and look up the events. We kind of add a lot of other people's stuff on there. So there's a More Art ride coming up in Moorland and there's a Penny Farthing Championship and so much other things coming up. Thank you so much for your time today. 3CR relies upon the uh, Ooh, the financial support of our beautiful listeners. So don't forget to subscribe or donate to 3CR. And our podcast should be up later today on 3cr.org.au or on our website as well. And uh, up next is Jailbreak. Go one to all the bicycle riders in. Bicycle rider, bicycle rider.